Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Zach Slingsby. Zach is a writer, short film creator, and founder of Human Factor Media, an award-winning branded storytelling company that has worked with leading brands and publishers to create videos people actually want to watch. Zach, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Seth. How are you? I am fantastic. So let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Well, um, I got started from writing. Writing was my background. Um, and uh, we kind of saw the way it was going with branded narratives becoming more and more sophisticated and thought that would be a good avenue for storytelling. Turns out a lot of other people had figured that out. Uh, but uh, we were still able to jump in, though it took a while. And I have a story. So I, this is the Sharkpreneur podcast. So I thought you'd appreciate this. So uh, we, when we began, I would say we, at that point, just me and, you know, wanted one other person really who was helping out. And we needed brands to give us a shot to do something creative, you know, from their platform. And it was hard to find. So one of the strategies we use is we would watch Shark Tank. And uh, when they wouldn't get accepted, you know, like they wouldn't get a deal, we would reach out to those guys. We would reach out to the people who were the, uh, the out, when, when everyone was out. We were in. When everyone was out, we were in. And uh, so we, we would reach out to like um, as many of those guys as would talk to us. And eventually we met. Our first video was one of the brands that, that didn't make it on, on Shark Tank. Well, congratulations. That's yeah, yeah. a great prospecting strategy. So what is your definition of branded content? Well, uh, branded content has been defined, I think, as anything that is not an overtly, uh, anything that's not overtly looking to make a sale. Okay. Uh, I would say that how we think about it is a little different. We would maybe say branded stories or branded narratives, um, which which is in the realm of video, which is what we do. And then from there, I would say that we want to take it further. We think that brands are a stage and, you know, brands should be trying to make the kind of content that they could see winding up on, on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. We want them to be making, taking it as seriously as they take any other aspect of uh, their their business. So when you're talking about branded content, I mean, that's not just, let's say, a 30 second video for social media. I mean, you're taking it to a whole nother level when you talk about something you would want to watch on Netflix. So that's could be a show. Yes. And it often is. And we're doing documentaries now and we're doing we've we've done um, we're doing four or five short films this year, uh, three web series. We, we're doing, um, you know, a show could mean a lot of things, but. 
but often a web series might be three to five minutes and you get all kinds of short form social media content that goes everywhere and can function as your 30 second stuff. But, but everything is downstream of that commitment to a real story, to telling something and creating something that will resonate with people on a, on a human level outside of the sales process. Okay. So can you tell us, I, I know obviously you've created some amazing videos on behalf of your client. Can you give us an example or two of the type of client that came to you, what you guys were able to do for them, and then more, most importantly, the transformation, what that did for their business? Yeah, sure. So we've, uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. So we've worked with um, uh, many brands to tell, well, let me take it back a, a little bit. So we're, we're, uh, we're not a big team. We're a small team. We have a production team in New York and a production team here in Nashville. Um, and so we do, um, we're not taking on usually more than three to five projects at a time. Um, and we, we've gotten to work with some big brands to tell stories, including, uh, Planet Fitness and LG, Marriott, uh, New York Post, uh, Snap Discover. Um, we've gotten to, uh, win some accolades from film festivals for some of this work and, and bring in a, a typical way to think about it would be where, where other teams might bring in advertising strategists for this kind of thing. We're bringing in, you know, filmmakers and comics and writers and, and things like that. Um, so in the case of, um, so I'll give you an example that we're working on right now. A, a company that is um, very well known um, or, or reasonably well known, I should say, a mid-tier company coming up, they have been doing exclusively product-driven video for really years. And they blew up during the pandemic. Their product is an outdoor product. They're an outdoor brand. And they have a YouTube channel that is totally fitted um, according to their the specs of their product. And they're, they're very snazzy videos and they, they perform very well for them. And we come up against this all the time, which is why should we make a change? You know, why should we um, do anything different if we know our funnel is working? We know our sales cycle is 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 uh, effective. Why should we change this? And so we we got to present ideas. That's usually how we come in is we'll, we'll present two to three ideas um, to a brand that we think could be effective for them and at all different you know budget levels, depending on where they are. Um and we will explain how they, we think this could connect to their short-term growth, but also to becoming a kind of company like Yeti or Huckberry or Patagonia or Budweiser that's, that so effectively builds their uh, reputation on the back of these resonating stories. Um, and so uh, they, you know, overnight have just have, well, I shouldn't say overnight, it took a little while, but they're committed to this, you know, pre-production process to turn that channel that was previously entire intensely product focused into a story platform and that's that's it's all these youtube pages are usually one or two steps away from just becoming a hub for actual entertainment or actual creative engagement um so it's been a great process to be part of that is amazing what are you finding are some of the biggest mistakes people make um, well, first of all, what inspires brands, companies to say, hey, we need some branded content as opposed to just lead generation or sales videos? What inspires them to say that? And then what are some of the biggest mistakes they're making? Yeah, well, um, you know, the commercial is a powerful force. You know, the, the, the origin of the commercial, the idea that, um, you know, you have to sell something very quickly in a very short amount of time, and we have to mention features and products really quickly, you know, and it, and it's, that's something that we all grew up with and still exists. It's funny. So we, we were, my wife and I were watching a show on Amazon. And one of the ways that you can watch it, uh, certain content is given to you only if you watch it with ads, right? So you get it for free if you watch it with ads. So the commercials came on 
and the show was 24. It's the first episode of 20. I don't know if you remember 24. It was like 20 yep. years ago. So good. And uh, we're like, let's watch an episode of this. We put an episode of that on. And the commercials that they're airing are indistinguishable from the commercials that aired during the original airing of 24 in 2002. They're like a, a Jeep commercial in the mountains. There's a guy on a beach for a pharmaceutical ad. There's um, you know a family at a table for a cereal commercial. These are the same exact style and substance that we saw in 2002 when 24 first aired. And my wife was like, are these are the same, do they leave the same commercials into the episode when they're rerunning? And it was very, uh, it was very informative because it's just for some reason we are, we're beholden to that medium. And even though digital is taking up so much of the ad buys, you're seeing a lot of the same style present itself on digital. And we often get those briefs. Um, so how do we think about that? I mean, the consumer is usually ahead of the decision maker by a certain number of years. You know, the consumers usually figured something out and everyone else kind of gravitates to, to that uh, a little bit late. Um, and in this case, you see it in the, the millions of dollars they spend to avoid ads um, across and the millions of people who who uh, have decided that ad blocking is the only way they'll watch any type of content. Um, so I think a brand grapples with that for a while and it's very painful for them to make that decision uh, when they're doing something that's effective. And I, I'm not judging that at all. I understand, you know, if you have a process that's working a mousetrap that's working, it's hard to make that switch, but I, but it does seem to bear out that, that those, that those changes improve um, over time. People who, who are hungry for nature and they go out into, you know, they're getting something from that that they're not getting from, um, from modern life in some way, from, you know, from business community or whatever you're, if you're not, in, you don't care about nature, that's fine. But what, what are your, whatever your thing is to unplug, you're getting something from that that you're not getting from either your, the professional. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm not saying I don't care about nature, but no, no nature channel. Yeah. I, let's say, for example, I am a martial artist. Okay, perfect. So what do you get from martial arts that you don't get from business? Obviously, you're an incredibly successful business guy. Um, well, what do I get? I get an awesome workout. I get stress relief. I get bonding with the people at our, my level. Um, I, if we go through the six human needs, I, I get significance. I get growth. I get variety. I get certainty. I probably get at least four out of six. Um, it's one, for me, one of the most intense moving meditation you can do when, you know, you're not really thinking about work very much when someone's trying to punch you in the face. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that's what you want to have. You uh, Really resonating content should aspire to at least one or two of those conditions. Maybe not going to hit all of those, but they, you know, they should find some way to try to make you rediscover wonder in some format. And um, some of the basic human emotions that we we get from great content are timeless, and they are they're so uh, unbelievably compelling if they're um, if they're if, uh, actually paid attention to. Um, and so some of the things you mentioned are are conditions that you want your you want your audience to try to to try to brush up against. You know, like um, like we appeal our ads tend to appeal to the neocortex, which is our, our under the vastly underdeveloped part of our brain compared to the limbic brain. The limbic brain feels, and it that is actually where we make our decisions. It's not in the neocortex. So we're spending a lot of money to try to talk to each other to appeal to a part of the brain that we don't use to decide what to buy. Um, and so, you know, laughter is, laughter is, is older than language and music is older than human speech. And, and these things are, are tools that are totally, um, 
left to relegated to this entertainment domain and you know brands i think the more they play in that space the more they reap those benefits yeah absolutely i think that is a great example so what happens um when you do it right so let's talk about one of your clients and um what happens when everything goes the way it's supposed to they listen you build the bit you you shoot you produce you edit you create exactly what uh the vision is what happens to the company how does that work yeah you the um a couple things i mean one you see there there's the head-to-head -head video comparisons of we ran this video 30 seconds and the you know the engagement rate the completion rate the comments the connection all that changes wildly now Here's here's one thing that is true. If you run, let's say you do a, a, a Facebook ad and you and you you know spend, let's say I'm making it up. Let's say it's five thousand dollars on it, story driven video, and five thousand dollars on an ad, uh, a direct to consumer product video. Um, it's it's possible and it happens that the product driven video will, in the short term, close more uh, business. That's you can't, you know, that's a, it's a very intentional video. They're looking for people who maybe have high intent to buy it at a specific time. And also if you're a candle company, we've been going back and forth with the candle company and let's, they want people to buy candles very quickly. Um, and so is it in their interest to spend 20,000, $30,000 on a branded video when they could spend $500 on a graphic and possibly in the short term, close more deals. Yeah, I, I get that. And that's a valid point. And that happens. Um, but if they're looking to build up the kind of reputation over time that will separate them out and become the candle company, you know, and become the, the player in the space that actually understands, you know, what the sentimental value of candles is to people and try to communicate that, um, you know, then I think that that a longer term strategy that's premised on storytelling makes a lot more sense. And then and the decibel level, I mean, what does a new business have to compete with besides story? You know, I mean, the, the way that they're going to compete, we all we know the exact things they're going to do. They're going to buy, you know, some SEO. They're going to do some uh, Google ads. They'll do some uh, rebranding uh, uh, website things. You know, they'll, they'll run all of the kind of major tactic and tricks. The only differentiating proposition is the story that they're telling the content of the of the video um so anyway I, but i i don't you know it, it definitely is a self-analysis that brands have to do and for some of them they might not be at the stage where it makes any sense awesome uh why did i mean this is obviously an incredible trend right now and you're right in the middle of it why do so many branded videos fail um i mean i a lot of them are not, I wouldn't consider them to be branded videos. I would consider them to be very thinly veiled sales efforts. Um, I think that, you know, you're still having, you still have that um, instinct to replicate instead of uh, to innovate. So, so we're still replicating things that we've seen in a lot of places uh, versus trying to create, uh, you know, something that's, that's organic and unmotivated and, and marketing, marketing is pragmatic and that's as it should be. I understand that. But I think if you're a brand, there's this buzz around uh, being authentic and story driven and resonating. And you treat these subjects, if you treat them like a homework assignment and attempt to kind of reverse engineer this human outcome from the particulars of your product, you're going to appear to be fabricating something because you are in some sense. And so, um, you know, problem with branded content today, and I say it as a consumer more so than any professional, just is that, um, you know, marketers are fighting their instincts to sell and the human narrative is an afterthought. So if you want to work with, you, you generally, you want to, 
you want to connect with people who do this first, you know, whose who storytellers storyteller, story tend to be uh, born, not educated, you know, and so you, you want to team up with people whose nature is to discover human narratives and for whom um, sales and ROI is the kind of critical afterthought. That makes a lot of sense. Um, for our viewers and listeners who want to learn more about all things Zachary and how they can learn more about you, where should we send them? Humanfactormedia.co. Um, uh, we have uh, a lot of our, our portfolio on there and a uh, bunch of ways to get in touch. Awesome. This has been Seth Green with Zach Slingsby of Human Factor Media. Zach, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll see you or talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.